The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Welcome back to The Space Between. We are going over season two of The Mandalorian. With me today, I have um, the biggest Gluckin guy I know. Yeah. Big, big yeah. Chuck of Elite Eight Showdown. Wow, thank you. You're welcome. I'm happy to be. Thanks for bringing me on. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm ludicrous. I was on the college edition of the first song that I teamed up with uh, DJ Khaled, and now you're bringing me on the original version. Uh, when we drop the greatest song of all time, uh, put your hands up or whatever the fuck that song was called. Um, also like Ludacris, yeah. uh, you are also one. Uh, the first words you ever spoke to me were uh-huh. move, bitch, get out the way. That's actually true. Um, yeah. Also, with <laughs> to us, be fair, you were blocking. You were blocking the soda machine. So. Uh, I mean, yeah. if there's one thing I do, it's just block people's paths. It's true. <laughs> uh, also with us is uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, host of uh, Gapapa, uh, Gapapa, and uh, you know a bunch of other stuff here. It is uh, co-host of the show, uh, Dan Cole. Yeah, I made it. Yeah. Uh, so, friends, yeah. Um, season two of The Mandalorian came out. It did. Um, With a vengeance, Dan, yeah, or something. Dan very specifically was able to both get a a very well written review of the show ahead of time. Uh huh. Um, and then was able to watch it on time in addition to that. Some might call it spoilers. Yes, um, yeah. might, some might call that For spoilers. every surprise in the episode. <laughs> yes. Because when things are in a group chat, you can't, you can't just scan your eyes past it and not read it. I... You gotta sometimes hope it gets buried enough, or the person who originally posted it deleted it, which neither of those things happened. At now, first I thought he was joking with what he said and then when the first thing happened i was like oh thank you for yeah for, for ruining everything so i watched it this morning uh-huh. um the spoiler group chat happened to happen last night mm-hmm. um this morning though i saw dan's reaction to You're having right. the episode spoiled for him and was I, like i could avoid this right now uh-huh. i could Did not you scroll back up i scrolled i up. purposely res- replied to a message that didn't have a spoiler so it didn't ruin it for anybody else yeah no i scrolled back up and i was like i don't see any spoilers here and then continued to look Stop. until what I are you doing it. i don't know i have a disease <laughs> like like we have like we have established in in uh, episodes of elite showdown hindsight's always 2020 hindsight is always 2020 yeah totally true um <laughs> Uh, does this have a different meaning on Elite Eight? You'll, you'll find out. Head over to Elite Eight Showdown. <laughs> um, couldn't have answered that better, Dan. But <laughs> all right. That said, hindsight is twenty twenty, and that said, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. That's absolutely <laughs> true. Can I preface this 
this entire episode real quick mm-hmm. by saying this. I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up watching um, being babysit by my cousin who would put Star Wars on in the summer for me. Nice. That's where I fell in love with it on a 13 inch uh, built in VCR TV yeah. thing. That's yes. that's where the I way to watch it. Right. I watched I watched New Hope. I liked it. I watched the Battle of Hoth. I fell in love. Yes. I I I am not a hardcore in the sense of like I've never read anything really outside the canon of the movies, but I've watched all the television shows. Okay. I've watched um all the other like spin-off movies and things like that. Yeah. But I've never read the I've read some of the comics. I've read some, like when they relaunched the Disney, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Mandalorian. Oh I God. think easily Mandalorian is the best thing that has ever been made for Star Wars. But I also don't like the Jedi aspect of Star Wars. It's like the one thing that I don't like. I don't like the space opera. I like the space Wild West side. I like the crime syndicate Mm -hmm. stuff. I like the outlaw stuff, the scum and villainy stuff. Fucking monks walking around with light up fucking fleshlights does not interest me in the slightest. Like I I am normally like a high fantasy person. I like big powers and big magic and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. I for Star Wars very specifically, I, I am closer to that. With in the Star Wars Old Republic um, online, the MMO, mm-hmm. playing as a bounty hunter or a scoundrel and mm-hmm. going through you know, h- h- controlled cool. worlds and yep. doing all that stuff was so awesome. Yeah, um, I so I completely I, agree. I played the Star Wars 3.5 RPG. Um, yeah, it was like a, it was the D, it was D and D 3.5, but it was mm-hmm. set in the Star Wars universe. Was um, good. And I always played a bounty hunter because I never gave two shits about playing a Jedi. Unless right. it was an Ewok Jedi, which apparently you couldn't do. At the time that we, I was playing it, uh, so I only yeah. played a bounty hunter, and it was fucking. Awesome. Everybody loves Ewoks. Yeah, well, Ewok Jedi apparently became a thing later on. Like they pretty mm. much did not limit your race. Yeah, because at the time, you, some races you, aren't force sensitive. But I have never heard about Ewoks one way or the other. Yeah. Right, I mean, they're the greatest character ever. Well, I, I love like Ewoks. I really like the grittier Star Wars stuff in general. Rogue One is probably my favorite Star Wars movie. It was Absolutely, so stupid good. I yep. was gonna say, I think The Mandalorian is the best thing for Star yes. Wars since Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yep. Rogue One is top tier. I completely right. agree. I, I completely agree. Now that we've pressed that, I'm going to shit on this episode for the next hour. <laughs> oh, you just said you loved it. I do. I do. And it was really you shit good. shit on the things you loved. Dan. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm is going to. Yeah. You should know specifically, Dan. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair. Check out my episode of Movie 8. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't actually. <laughs> um, I have a lot of things about this episode that really bothered me. Mm. But not because of I'm a Star Wars fan, but because of common sense. It's because of storytelling in general. Yeah, storytelling Fair. in general. Yeah. So, okay. Let's I want to say, as a Star Wars junkie, um, I'm actually wearing a Boba Fett shirt at the moment that was just kind of like, well, we just watched The Mandalorian. I'm going to wear this shirt because it's a Mandalorian down here. I, I love everything Star Wars pretty much. Um, I'm really excited for the Old Republic stuff coming out. Um, the High Republic? Age of the Republic? High Republic, that's yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed with, with the launch of that. got delayed from August 2020 to this coming January. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, pre-ordered the first book and whatnot. Because I have read... I never read the Expanded Universe stuff, which I'm kind of glad I didn't now since it all got uncanonized or whatever. But I've read a few of the newer novels and things and the new uh, line of comics. Um, I love pretty much everything Star Wars. I love Jedi. Lightsabers are just cool. Um, but I, I totally get what people are like, not everybody digs the, the lawful good paladins in space. 
Right, which I totally right. understand. Ahsoka Tano is probably my favorite character in Star Wars in large part because she bucks that trend. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's Kit Fisto, but whatever. I mean, he was my favorite until but he just doesn't get to do much, unfortunately. Right. He right. just looks cool. He smiles and then. Sure. He's there. Sure. 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 I, do love I think Fisto. Jedi are the Hulk of. um <laughs> And that being, um, we've established it a hundred times on other on other episodes. Hulk is really good when he's involved in other storylines that right. is not specifically around him, right? But yeah. when it's specifically around him, I think that it's kind of boring. And that's why people didn't like the prequels because it was too much Jedi. Yeah, I mean, except for Metachlorian counts. I mean, no, everybody I, loved that part of it. I, yeah, every yeah, foolish it. if you don't I mean, love right. the whole Metachlorian idea. Right. I really want to see a storyline of just Jar Jar Binks. Like I want, <laughs> I want, I want that. Like I want that. Expansive of the universe. Jar Jar Binks re- researching midi chlorians. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I really liked. I I did actually uh, read a little bit of the expanded universe uh, when I was younger. I read some of the was it the Jedi Academy books about yes. um, Han and Leia's son Anakin, mm-hmm. paling around and, and doing that. But uh, outside of that, uh, honestly, most of my Star Wars knowledge comes from. Uh, Video games, video games. Oh, that MMO, though, had so as far as an MMO should not have ever been described as that Mm -hmm. because it had insanely good stories. It had that Bioware level like responses. You could get light side and dark side points. The the conversations in it were so good. And the world building was insane. Mm -hmm. Could be completely played single player. Mm -hmm. You didn't need to do all the other stuff, Um, but gave me a huge appreciation for the chiss. As mm-hmm. as a race, I really dig those guys. Thrawn is is one of the, the blue guys with oh, red okay. eyes, mm-hmm. um, and Darth or Darth Revan. It was this guy that like went back and forth between light side and dark side on a regular, and sure. had this big cult following. And I guess that's one of the the things that's always been alluded to that they'll do. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that Disney has uh, the Star Wars rights or whatever, but um, yeah, I've always dug it. It was really good. I was never a super hardcore jerk off fan though. All my friends were. Right. Um, but I could never get into it that amount. Mm-hmm. But. But yeah. this episode, but episode, this episode one nine. of season well, two. Chapter nine was the official title of season episode. two. Episode but one. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Hindsight lad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we open up literally where we where we left off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Mandalorian is flying through space, mm-hmm. um, trying to find some information on how to get not Baby Yoda. His name is not Baby Yoda. It's the John child, Favreau I believe, is very, yes, yeah, uh, to get the child back to his people. Um, and nobody knows any what they are, right? Where to find them or anything, mm-hmm. and all the ma- all the Mandalorians are missing. Correct from whatever planet he was kind of based on. I can't remember. Yeah, that wasn't Tatooine, right? It was just no. some other no. deserty style planet. He just keeps constantly going back to Tatooine, but it was not Tatooine itself. Right, right. They have to go back to Jakku. Right, but um, <laughs> but so he uh, looks up the kind of most likely style mm-hmm. stuff where he's going to kind of a seedy part. He gets into a and this right ring. here is absolutely everything I love about Star Wars. This opening scene, it was this so opening scene is fucking. Amazing. The Morian guards fighting in a yeah, ring. Yeah, like so fucking awesome. fighting deathmatch. Like it's deathmatch wrestling with with crime syndicate. It's the gathering, but in suits. You know what I mean? Like it's ICP <laughs> gathering, but in suits. And I just everything about it is just fucking great. It was 
It was a great opening scene. I was like, oh, I love this stuff. I mean, those scenes are Star Wars. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the panning around, seeing all these random one-shot aliens that yeah. apparently have these big, super long developed like backstories and, and racial histories. But Right. Um, and the best part is like single dad Mondo bringing his fucking kid into the place where he's not supposed to be. He's like, well, I got nobody to babysit him. Yeah. So I got to fucking drop him off someplace. So he's sticking with me. Can't yep. trust anybody. Yeah. And the, the art that they had for... Um, or the the makeup that they had for John Leguizamo as that Cyclops. Mm -hmm. That was John Leguizamo? Yes. yes. What? I did not know that. No, That's amazing. He's either. no Danny DeVito, but... <laughs> <laughs> I love John Leguizamo. Um, but it was... So it was really funny in a very recent episode of Elite Eight Showdown that we recorded. Uh, Charlie thought clown in the spawn movie was played by danny devito for the like, longest no, that was John i literally Leguizamo, just found this out like a couple hours ago that's but, a that's a total understandable mistake to make for real but like, i've seen john Leguizamo in forever right he's well, great he's, he does a lot of voice acting stuff now but that dude in makeup is legit yeah, yeah. always sells yeah. his role um but I, I loved that scene mm -hmm. um, yeah he the cyclops dude turns on him immediately of course uh, which like we've already established in this series that the Mandalorians do not fucking trust anybody since the war. Correct. Why did he not assume this was immediately going to happen? He, he, I mean, I know he's monotone and we can't see his face, but he seems almost a little surprised by this. I imagine he was just sitting there and just rolled his eyes and was like, all right, well, all these guys are going to die now. Well, and I, I hope I'm, I'm curious. Cause like, as part of the hero story, he's almost gotten the big legendary item too quickly. Right. He's got this the angel's wing or Besker like armor. Oh yeah, that too. But the the armor very specifically. Yes. I mean, mm -hmm. he's borderline untouchable. Right. Um, Even though it doesn't cover that much of him, like most of his arms and legs are exposed. It's but... it it protects his vital organs, except yeah. for his gut for whatever reason, <laughs> and his neck. Yeah. Right. Yeah, his neck but is actually weirdly seems, exposed. Yeah. Strangely yeah. impractical. Like the 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 Cyclops guy had the barrel of the gun up to his neck. I'm like, Mando's dead if this guy actually wanted him dead. Right. Right. So. But he uses whatever those things are called. Whis the, I think it's whispering some whispering angel, something like whisker that. I biscuits. Remember. I think. Yeah, and, <laughs> exactly. Um, takes out all the guys or whatever, and and I, I actually really liked the um, the chase down scene of him chasing down that Cyclops guy. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> like super like, good. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> um, and which which is super smart. Like he's that that is the perfect crime leader syndicate. Guy. It is right, like, yes. right, like he's big and bad because he's got all his fucking dudes, but he can't do shit. Like well, he's he's no Wilson Wilson tree, Fisk, he is significantly right? smaller than I thought he was. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, you know he's not Wilson Fisk. You know no. he's not from the Bronx. It's not a thing that they have to deal with. You know what I mean? Like right. he needs he needs to have this sorted out immediately by getting other people to do his dirty work for him because he is a little bitch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But like M M Mondo keeps fucking doing this. He yeah. keeps putting this guy, this baby, this child mm -hmm. in like even the t there was a point where that shield goes up on the crib or <laughs> so like good. fucking stroller or whatever it yeah. is where it like literally all I thought was this baby's like, I'm, I'm done with this shit. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. even, he's sick of, of, all right, of, let me know when you're done. Yeah. He's sick of Mondo shit too. Yeah. A little, little personality we're getting for, for the child. We're like, he knows when shit's going to go down. Is it he's Mondo just like, or Mando? Oh, Am I saying it wrong? Mando. 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 Short for Mandalorian. Mondo's are those, uh, I those Kool-Aid uh, burst drinks. <laughs> right. The well, Mondo's, Mondo's also, Mondo's X, also a, whatever he wants or oh, something. that's true. <laughs> I always thought, okay. Cause I had the subtitles on 
um, because I'm de- half deaf, which yeah. will come up later in uh, uh, coming up in, of importance. Um, that I thought they kept calling him Mondo the Mandalorian. I thought Mondo was his first name. Oh yeah, yeah. Mondo the Mandalorian. Right, yeah. I which I, I thought was like super fucking <laughs> stupid. I didn't realize he's just Mando the Mandalorian. <laughs> like, that's, when that's not his name. That's just what, people calling uh, that for sure. What is his name? They said that um, uh, the the Empire guy from the end of the first season said it. I can't remember. What right, it was. It but in the, the in the title credits, he's just. The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was Mondo the Mandalorian. I, I will say the Empire guy from the first season, I loved his voice. Just the way he presented everything. Yeah. Like was well, and we really should good. we should also really point out, um shout out because in the boys. Yeah, so we talked in, about him in the in, boys. Yeah, in yeah. Mandalorian, in Breaking Bad, he's he is typecasted, but that character fits into whatever your yeah, story is. So good. So I wasn't talking about him, I was talking about the contact that initially. Right, I I, I realized, yeah. but I just wanted to take a moment to yeah. appreciate uh the guy I can't Giancarlo Esposito, I think. Yeah. Is it? Some like, yeah. I said it wrong in the boys, but I think I think I'm closer now. In hindsight. <laughs> in hindsight. Um sure. but uh but yeah, so the the Psychops dude gives him information that he's on Tatooine. And I initially didn't like that. I was like, were we just on Tatooine? Most sure. of the first season. He even said, it was like, I was just on Tatooine. I didn't see anybody there. Like, yeah. he makes a reference to the fact that he was just there. I was just on Tatooine. I, I saw the entire planet. I didn't see this guy. Yeah. Like, like, right. well, it's a big place, dude. Yeah, well, and there's multiple <laughs> little, he was only in one. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but right, spoken. he goes back after. Yeah. yeah. Which like, uh, this is the other thing I love. That city has creatures that are from pitch black. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense. I thought they were Jawas at first. I did just too. Those little red eyes. Yeah, but then they like growled or fucking whatever. Yeah. They look like some kind of dog type thing. Right. Yeah. But I love the idea that he is now walking also in the dark, but they're not going to touch him for whatever reason. He's covered in armor. Yeah, I know. It's just super genius. I, I just love know. that line. He's like, you will not die by my hand. And I was like, oh, he's going to kill him some other way. Uh, spoiler alert, that's my doom in uh, Gapapa is Lucky will die directly or die indirectly by his own hand. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I believe it. But um, but yeah, so he goes to Tatooine and he meets that lady who is so familiar and I cannot. She's from funny. Strangers with Candy. <gasps> that's her. Yeah. Okay. I had Thank to. You. I had to finally look it up. I don't know. I can't remember her name or anything. Jerry like that. Blake. Sure. Was yes. her character's name in yep. Stranger Things? Yep. Pretty much. Um. She's yeah. She is. She's Stranger with Candy. She just looks really young because she she always plays a person who is supposed to be way older than she actually is. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, she's from Stranger. Uh, she's from Strangers of Candy. That's where I knew her from. Gotcha. So that 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 actually like puts a lot of things in place yep. for me, which I really appreciate. I love that character because she adds a little bit of humor that Star Wars isn't really known for. Right. Yeah. That just it, other things that might seem out of place, but with her, it just works because it's the one off here and there. And she's pretty goofy, but I like it a lot. And more importantly, she's very relatable. Everybody has that brother or sister um, who is like that aunt to their child. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like want me to watch him. Yeah. You want, you want to take him. Uh, if you ever have an offspring and you don't want, I'll pay for good money. <laughs> I, you know, I like, like how she says, that. if you ever like my ptosis is or whatever, you <laughs> know, buds, hit me up. <laughs> like hit me up. I'll take it. It's like, cause he's what? so cute. Um, but so she says, eh, there's no Mandalorians. Yeah. Maybe out that one place that no one's heard over been to in a while that used to be a city is now is not. 
Also, did you did you guys like the R5 reference? Yes. I did. Yes. I, so, I geeked out a bit. I was like, that's the one from episode four. And Danny's like, yeah, okay, whatever. She didn't give a shit, but I thought it was great. <laughs> I did like the... Um, Even the motivator spot was all yeah. like corroded. I was like, yeah, yeah the bad motivator. And she's yeah. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and that's fair. This show's for me. Yeah. yeah. In hindsight. People... I gotta find out what the fuck this <laughs> yeah, means. Yeah, it's, it's driving you nuts, but I can't wait till you hear that episode. Um, it's gonna be underwhelming. We're way over. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But, um, but yeah, so he takes off, or she tells him this place. R five shows a map of um, Tatooine, and I guess there's this old Los mining Paglo or something like yeah. that. Yeah, right. And takes off on a speeder bike. Takes off on a speeder bike. I assumed he was leaving the child there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was like, I'll yeah, watch him. You'll watch him. I assume that's, but I get it. He does not trust, he literally, because he's a Mandalorian, does not trust anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that he doesn't trust her. It's just that, like, this, he's safer with me, kind of thing. Yeah, in that sure. instance. Yeah, he's sure. regularly safer being brought into dens of scum and villainy. And, mm-hmm. But you know. he thinks it's safer. Is it safer? <laughs> right. Right. And more it's importantly, he gets on the speeder, which is, a, I believe that is the speeder from. From season one. From season one, yeah. which is also a nice little callback. Um, and more importantly, he puts him in a satchel. <laughs> a saddlebag. <laughs> a saddlebag on the side. Doesn't put him like in rig that uh, crib thing. Yeah, why does he have yeah, why, why and, and it? Said, no, let's put him in the not secured, no airbags, no no seatbelt, no nothing, and just fucking send it, bud. It's a but he bag, loved it. You know? his, his ears were flapping in the wind and everything. The child loved it. He was like, <laughs> It was That's true. Yeah. But, but more episode. importantly, like, yeah, no, don't leave him in the safety of this place. Like, let's put him in a saddlebag and fucking send it like, <laughs> to an area. We don't know where we're going. I mean, he's a new dad. He's, he's getting used to things. Yeah. He's I, figuring it out. Yeah, I can tell. So, so he finds where he's going. He rolls into town pretty slowly. Everyone's pretty untrusting of him. Sure. Also, everyone's just on their porches. It's a Western town. It's got the one street down the middle. Right. Yeah. Which is why porches. I began to love this episode yeah. more because it's yeah. a Wild West story. 100%. It's a Wild West story with a D&D legendary encounter. Yeah. And I absolutely loved this. And yes. then things went fucking haywire. But um, I absolutely loved that. I was like, oh. Oh, it's a Western. Oh, he's riding in to the town where nobody trusts anybody because nobody trusts a drifter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you from out of town? Yeah. He, we don't like out of town. For, we don't get men of visitors. And we we're like, oh, why? Why? You guys kill him? Like, I got super hyped about this. I will like people from off planet. The next couple scenes moved a lot faster than I expected them to. Yes. He yes. goes into the bar and he's like, hey, are there any Mandalorians here? And the guy's like, huh? <laughs> right. He's like, oh, you look like me. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, there's one right there. <laughs> he's standing in the doorway. <laughs> Which I absolutely loved. And then the reveal happens. Yeah. I loved how they did this because when he's standing in the doorway, it's like, oh, he's wearing Mandalorian armor. Obviously not his. Doesn't fit him right. He Mandalorian looks a little armor weird. and a turtleneck. Yeah. Right. And then he walks in and sits at the table and you're like, shit, he's wearing Boba Fett's armor. Yeah. Right. Holy and, shit. And it looks like Boba Fett's armor a little bit, but then you get close up and it has the pendant like thing on the chest. And it's like, that's Boba Fett's symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sits down, but like, there was a part of me that was like, oh, my God, they fucking put Boba Fett in. This. That was my initial thought. Um, I was like, why? And, and, and why more, does he look so shitty? Why right. Why does he look, why like does he look so sh- Why does he look so shitty? Yeah. And then my subtitles <coughs> ruined it for me Oh, because it comes by up. Subtitles? Well, yes, I got it spoiled by subtitles, but it actually made me very happy because it comes up that this character's name is Cobb. Vanith Corn Cobson. Yep. Yeah. Um comes up and I go, Oh, well that's not Boba Fett's name. And <laughs> then he doesn't even sound like Boba Fett, right? Yeah. Like that's the whole thing. So I got much more excited because it finally happened. Disney gave me the thing that I wanted. 
we finally have confirmed that Boba Fett is dead. He died in the Sarlacc pit. Somehow somebody else got his armor and we, and they did it. They have officially done the one thing I always hoped they did, which was piss off shitty, crusty shit Lord Star Wars fans who have done nothing but fucking go on and on and on about Boba Fett's the greatest bounty hunter in the whole world. If you gotta, you gotta read, you gotta read the comics and you gotta read the books for the canon because he's really actually super great. He is in two <laughs> fucking movies. He does nothing but stand there with his fucking blaster I think in he his has hand. Three total lines, and one of them is ah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He does nothing. He's no. Good he walks around dead. with a blaster in his hand. He looks awesome. He is his one of the look coolest looking, characters coolest ever, yeah. looking characters. The movies, like everything else, his father goes out like a bitch. He yeah, goes out like a bitch. Um, literally everything else that he's ever done, he goes out like a bitch, right? Like, uh, if you watch, is it Star Wars Rebels, where he's a kid? Clone Wars. Oh, is it Clone Wars? I thought it was Star Wars Rebels. Where no, he's not in the Rebels. Okay, I've been watching them all, and they're starting to kind of blur together. It's fair. Um, he's a little fucking, t- like, teenage tween he's a little annoying a in that show but you know what i mean like i mean i wouldn't say he's a bitch he does get people to work for him yeah as but a like kid. yeah but he's still a bitch like <laughs> like that's but it's that's not bitch like right it's well, corn cob it's corn yeah Cobberson, yeah right who walks in and i'm like cool they finally did it they have confirmed that boba fett is dead and somebody took his fucking armor which is the biggest insult to mandalorians right, right? Yes. some uh, and we get that too there with that like traditional lawful good paladin in the group scene that was well, mm-hmm. here for a mission, but no, you're not allowed to wear that. I need right. that. No, that's <laughs> against the rules. You're not allowed to do that. Fun right. fact, early uh, storyline for Boba Fett, like way back when, before things got expanded at all, was that he, he did steal, he did find the armor from a dead Mandalorian, like right after a war between Mandalore and the Jedi. Oh. But that was all changed with the prequels. Gotcha. Right. They made they gave Boba Fett more connection to the whole lore instead right. of just being this one off character, more or less. But what I actually super loved about this, and it's a nice little detail for the the Mandalorian mythos, is it really does a really nice job of of kind of like that Wild West theme of the importance of ceremonial outfits like in, like for the indigenous people, right? If you if you wear one of their headdresses and you are not an indigenous person, it is a humongous insult to them. Yeah. You're you're making a mockery. Mm-hmm. In in Mondo's eyes, this is now a humongous insult to him. Oh, 100%. You you are not a Mandalorian, which like, technically he's not either. Um but fair. Uh, <laughs> uh you know what I mean? Like he was adopted because we can't have a, a superhero story He's that Mandalorian by blood, but Right. But he was culturally. he got jumped in, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, that's how, that's how you become part of the gang. You either yeah. jump in or sexed in and he was a kid, so I guess he got jumped in. Um but he but he's taken his mission has now completely changed. You yeah. know what I mean? It went from I not just so much I need to get this like side quest time. This is of utmost importance. I'm going to get the max amount of XP out of this by murking this dude for wearing armor that he should not be wearing. Mm. I do like how quick the guy was to be like, well, so I mean, so what's the deal? One of us, only one of us is getting out of here. Like, yeah. That's a good line, yeah. Which was which was super super smart. However, the ground starts shaking. Yeah. 
And once again, this this moved very quickly, and I'm really glad it did. Right. Because I did not want a half an hour episode of him just being pissed off that this guy had this armor. Yes. I worried it was going to go DBZ. So yep. did I. Yep. yep. Um, I didn't want a 10, 20 minute standoff with them just mm-hmm. talking. But it was just enough. It other. was just enough. They both had their hands on their like on their holsters. Mm-hmm. They were which is like stupid. No, you go out into the middle of the street, you walk 10 paces, you say draw and you shoot each no, other. Before you, say, before you say draw, you go do 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 and then you say draw. Right. That's I was true. waiting for the music cue in this episode. Yeah, I was yeah. so happy when it happened. Um, um but the earth shakes. Yeah. And because this, it was spoiled for me, I knew what it meant immediately and I was like, God damn. Now are are these things like Big deals. They've been mentioned. This is the first time we've ever really seen seen one. one. Okay. I've, I did not know what this thing was. I didn't either. Having no, like, like I say, outside of just pretty much anything that was not comic book or movie related or comic book or book related. I I actually had never heard of this thing. Right. I know, I know that there are giant creatures in Tatooine Mm -hmm. that like the Tusken Raiders will team up to you know with other tribes to try to take it take these creatures down for food right like you know they they are the wanderers they you know they follow they follow their 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 um food yeah i food would have source. been like what the hell is going on what is this and you see right. that we see the sand move and it goes through the center of town and says clearly this massive creature and i yeah. would have been like what is happening but, but okay spoiled. so like that is a giant i guess a giant street Right. And this creature yeah. goes, fits down it perfectly. But this creature is so magnitude ish, I guess, that it's causing a windstorm because what triggers it is, yes, the earth was shaking. Mm-hmm. But if you if they cut to that wind uh, propeller thing going around, oh, and I yeah. was like, oh, it must be a sandstorm. They have to do a lockdown yeah. like kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like this is a storm that comes every month or, or something like that. And because right. everybody scrambles, yeah. everybody is running because everybody know knows coming. what's happening. And yeah, that thing just comes through the goddamn town. <laughs> it's a bantha. It went down the street and I was like, oh, it's going to eat that bantha. Yeah. And then it comes out and it looks so great. Like this yeah. big maw. All you saw really was jaws, teeth, and just right. this bantha's just gone. Bantha ray bill's gone and it's over. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, this is great. This, I like I like this switch that just happened. This is great. We yeah. totally changed the focus of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the the other dude, uh, Darth Corncobbis, uh, his story or whatever, how he just, you know, got this armor and he's been protecting that. He's been the marshal ever since. Right. Right. Which, like, he got it. Why? Because he got beat up by a bunch of nerds and left for dead. And the yeah, heroes, rescue. the heroes of this series, the Jawas find always, him. Always. And they're yeah, just, I love Jawas. And I, the thing I love about it is like, they don't really loot him. I mean, he didn't have much to loot anyway, but that's what they do. But they like give him water. All he had yeah. was the ice cream maker. Yeah. Like they gave him, they gave him a bunch, like they, they took care of him. I never understood why Jawas got a bad rap just because they shot R2-D2. Because they're scavengers. Yeah, I that's guess. It. Like he's trying to survive on this awful desert planet. And they're doing a great job of it just you know what I mean? the technodrome so cool. you know yeah <laughs> i love those things they're so big um i did really enjoy the um that 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 world building a little bit of like mm-hmm. well after the death star exploded right. the second, second one, one the second one <laughs> right um love that line that there are these power vacuums once the emperor and the empire pulled out right the empire was really what was keeping tatooine a safe place it's almost Relatively, it's yeah. almost like the empire not that bad yeah they did a good job of like yeah 
Sure, they did some very questionable things. They blew up some planets, but they were doing it for uh, the Princess greater good. Leia was kind of the reason. That well, that, planet that's blew up, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, but it's all her fault. Women, you know, uh, she, it was her choice. She chose to blow it up. But um, I, I really enjoyed that because I think it sets up uh, number one, just a really neat time in between the original trilogy and and the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm where you have this, the empire is pulled out. And like he said, immediately this other mining company was like there, like they're all watching the news report. They're like, we own this now. There's no empire here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I, I think realistic being, yeah, pretty much. Well, Um, seriously, anytime, anytime there an overthrow of the government within, within the history, gorillas move in, gorillas move in and fucking take it over. Because they've already been there. Everywhere. Um, and, and I love that because uh, what we spoke about before, we're really liking the the hut stuff and, mm-hmm. the, and the criminal mm-hmm. syndicate stuff. I mean, we effectively, very realistically, could have either either movies or, or shows taking yep. place in this void of the empire time Absolutely. where criminal syndicates are rising to the top. And more, please. And I really yeah. hope they do. I really hope they don't listen to everyone who shit on Solo. Um, right. because it wasn't bad. I love, here's the thing. Like Solo, Solo is probably in my top five, if not I top three, thought, I thought because it it's solid. everything that I love. It was not a over the top, you know, monk on a, on a quest movie. It was a crime espionage, um, crime syndicate, dirty, gritty. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're not going to like it. If you love Jedi, that's the fucking point, man. It had some missteps, but overall it was even, solid. Even then, I, I don't well, think the missteps deserve the hate that it got. I, I completely agree. The the critiques about it, about you don't need to explain every little thing. Mm-hmm. They're they're really minor yes, overall right. in, in the concept of that movie. Um, so I do think it gets a little bit more. Yeah, the people who were complaining about that who I already know a ton of the stuff. If a casual fan went into that movie and they didn't have that, they would have had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like Danny loved that movie. Right. But she loves Han Solo because she loves Harrison Ford. Especially sure. Like 80s Harrison Ford. She's like swoon every time. Yeah. She yeah, thought the guy. Man. I what I forget the actor's name that played young Han Solo. She thought he was perfectly cast. Yeah. She thought did he a great was job. Great. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was like, OK, but. I thought the rest of the movie was great too, but like she loved that part of it. She thought that was perfect. When they do solo too, I don't want a love story. I want that. I want that to be, I want I, more often than not. Great action movies are ruined by a shitty half put together love story. Yeah. yeah um, and I don't want the love story. I want them to fucking hate each other. And I want that to be the story. Are we going to get a solo too? I believe so. Yes. I believe uh, Solo 2 was in that timeline out to like 2030 or whatever that oh, they came I up with. Oh, I didn't see Yeah, that. it's called Not So Solo. Yeah. Because I'd be actually surprised if we get a Solo 2 because that they 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 tabled all of their like other Solo projects like a right. Boba Fett movie, uh, uh, Obi-Wan. We know we're getting Obi-Wan Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, give me a give me a Solo Disney Plus show. I'd be fine so you can so you can expand it. TV shows always work better than movies because you have the time. Yeah. If they yeah. have the proper budget, I feel like sure. if they have a really yes. low budget, which is why this episode of Mandalorian is so good. All right, we're talking about Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> so this, so this, we, we know it's a, a crate drag, crate dragon. I forget how it's dragon. Pronounced. I think well, it's it called yeah. the sand dragon. I yeah. know at least. Yeah. I'll drag really it. We'll we'll say what it is. What it looks more like later. The Dune Snake. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much a tremor. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. A Beetlejuice worm. Yeah. I was yeah. calling it a sand shark later. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, that's what I thought it was. Like, I thought it was a sand shark. I was like, oh, it's a sand shark. Like, so, so they make a deal with, uh, uh, corn uh cob. yeah, corn cobbis and he'll give them the armor. If, 
Sure. He helps him get rid of this. I uh, like how quick he was to give it up. Yeah. Which made me think that he wasn't going to do it. Like, like, you know, it's scum and villainy. Like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You'll get this back. No worries. I saw it as he saw an out where he wasn't going to get killed by the Mandal, the real Mandalorian, because he, I think he knew that he didn't stand a chance Mm -hmm. against this guy. Because like he has pieces of some armor. This dude has full Vesker armor, Mm -hmm. and it's like he's going to wreck me. Maybe I can get out of it by doing this. Right. No, so I believed it for for what it was that he was being legit and just saw a way. I mean, I might as well get something out of this, right? Um, and then they travel around. Uh, you know, did you see what his speeder bike was? Corn cobs? Yes, it was a pod racer. It was Fucking a pod Anakin's racer engine. pod race engine. Was it actually Anakin's? Anakin's? Yes, it's got the little yellow flutes on the front for brakes and everything. It was Anakin's? There was pod some paneling engine. that was like changed from like when it was destroyed. Yeah. Um. When uh, Bubosa threw the fucking Sabalba. Yeah. Whatever. Same difference. <laughs> um. Threw the like uh, grenade or whatever into it. Yeah. Which blew parts of it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought, thought that, that was, was a, awesome. That was a nice little touch. I, so I love that stuff. That was almost a little too much for me. So that's where it kind of like allude to it a little bit. But this episode did have vibes of um, the first one of episode seven. What was that called? Uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens, mm-hmm. where it was like, OK, go three minutes without a very direct major callback right. to something of somewhat of sure. importance. Because like, I, I like continuity. Mm-hmm. And there, it has gotten so messed up with the timeline in the Star Wars universe. I'm supposed to believe that that engine has lasted since long before this had ever like come. Fifty around. years, or right? So, like so, like, like I mean, possibly, I guess, but like, I, I don't know. I thought it was a nice touch. I liked. I, I giggled at it. It's meant I, to be I, fun. I right? appreciated it at the time, but, but there's just... things that are coming up. That really bothered me. Okay. With time. So mm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with this, but I hate everything else. All right. <laughs> yeah. So they they meet some weird dog reptile things. Um and fucking Mando steps up here and just makes like a sand person call. And apparently they're the sand person's like wolves or whatever, effectively. We've seen right. them with sand people before. Oh, yeah. okay. Especially um, episode three when Anakin goes and murders them all. There's a bunch of those dog things around. Gotcha. Right. So I haven't. That's yeah. I, I need to actually watch the prequels. Um, <laughs> I mean, eh. three's okay. Sure. I mean, which one's got Dookie in it? Count Dookie. Uh, the oh. second one. Oh, yeah, gotcha. he's in the second one. Which mostly. one has the robot guy? That's I like him. Revis is in episode three. All right, so that's yeah. the one I'll watch. Okay, I can just jump into that, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Um, jump in halfway into episode two, okay. and then just keep watching it. All right. Yeah, that's pretty it. fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I thought this was super cool. And I meant to bring this up earlier when uh, they're first when he's first going out to the the mining town or whatever. And yeah. he like camps with some sand people that night. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was cool. super rad. And they're doing like they're telling stories around the fire. And I was like, sure. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. I mean, like I like how they have a sign language and the grunt. Yeah, like, it's like, like the, both the, of it together. Right. The yeah. language yeah. is the two parts. I like that yeah. a lot. Actually giving some like culture to the sand people instead of them just being savages. Yeah. Right. Like, Which they're not. I love it. Like when you, when you actually look at like how they're sh- being structured in this, in this part, in the Mandalorian, they're not, man. They're just, they're, they're, they're nomads. Like they're just trying to survive. They're yeah. not animals. You shouldn't slaughter them like animals. Right. And I think the prequels did a really bad job of, of like they wanted, they, they wanted to be one dimensional. They're bad people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They took me. Yeah. Um, I, so I didn't really like, so obviously it's the sand people and they're, and they're, they're lizard folk or whatever. And they all camp together that night. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when the the one guy like pops his fingers into that like it looked like black garlic, but yeah, like I thought it looked like an acorn squash. Yeah, and, yeah. And he does that, and he hands it to the guy, and he won't drink it. Yeah, what was that about? Just twibbing him dick. He's I love it because it's like it's it's definitely the peace pipe, right? Yeah. It's, it's the it's the peace pipe. They're sitting around like possibly in a, like it would be a sweat lodge or whatever yeah. for like an, an indigenous person's like ceremony. This is a ritual and a ceremony. And then fucking Mando tells them you're insulting them by not doing it. They gave you their water. That's and then huge. And the you're most insulting uh, them. Oh, we didn't actually talk about the actor who's playing Cobb. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant, I think right. his name is. The typecast Hollywood, I'm going to be a dick <laughs> character. He, anything he's ever been cast in, he plays the asshole. Yeah. That's who he is. And he does it really well here at this point. He is the American guy from Justified. Yep. Okay. He's from Justified. He's in, uh, I know him uh, from Girl Next Door. Okay. Um, where he plays the the guy. Everything that he's. T- Once like, upon a time in Hollywood, he had a small role, but it was pretty significant. Well. Small but powerful role. Right. But like anything, anything that he is, he is just like he's Hollywood's go to. We need a dick. Kind of. Yeah. And he and he always plays that character and he does it really well. Upon a time in Hollywood. He was one of the other actors in the Western. Okay. He was real good in it. I I really liked that movie. I just forgot. I haven't watched it yet because it's not anywhere to stream for free. Yeah. And I'm not paying like 20 bucks to watch it. I forget where I watched it. I think we red boxed it a while ago. Danny really wanted to watch it. Mm. I've heard um, it's really good. It is really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, but but uh, at this point, here he is. He's going to be the asshole. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the guy who is not going to appreciate this ritual that's happening. He's like, oh, well, I'm insulted that you're insulted now. Right. He's just being intolerant. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm I'm pissed. And once again, that would be the trope in a standard Western. That yep. would take up 10 minutes and mm-hmm. be a whole thing. But Mando's just like, nope, flamethrower. All right, calm down. Guys, sit right. down. We're good. Right. The thing I really liked about this particular scene was when Mando brings up the fact that he won't drink it. He's like, you have taken their water from them. Right. These people are raiders mm-hmm. because of the moisture farms on Tatooine. Right. Because there are no longer water sources. You've taken away their water and he is offering his water to you anyway. Mm-hmm. That's why it was such a big affront. And I so really good. liked that. And yeah. and like, hey, remember, these guys are going to fucking help you go kill this thing that's destroying your town constantly. Yeah. Like it's only like even Mando brings it up. It's like it's only a matter of time before that thing doesn't want to eat a Bantha Ray Bill anymore. And it's going to come after the fucking city. You know what I mean? Like it's going to it's going to get mad. And these guys who are literally wanderers, they're nomads are just going to walk away. And think about how much worse that dragon would have been to those communities yeah. if the sand people weren't like appeasing it by feeding it every right, once in a while right. so it sleeps There's, longer. Yeah, exactly. Just giving them banthas here yep. and there definitely would have wrecked that town by yep. now. Like they they were helping them without the people even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It reminds me of a book I uh, listened to where there was a character that was regularly making sacrifices to a very large monster to protect his own safety and they treat that person like a villain unjustly uh, he was uh-huh. just trying to save his city wow that sounds like a really good book for young adults yes yeah okay. yep Interesting. A, yep i i would i would actually put it right in that category right. it has a lot of energy some would say yeah, yeah. pretty fictionally big. yeah 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 naturally. it's yeah. fictional but it's big yeah okay um but the uh so I, I really liked that it kind of gave some context to why the, the, the Tuscan Raiders are the way they are. Uh-huh. Um, because and they're, not, they're, not, they're not that bad. Why wouldn't they be attacking fucking yeah. uh, Aunt Soon and Uncle gonna bite its house or whatever? Absolutely. Soon dead and gonna soon, bite yeah, it. Yeah, soon dead and gonna bite it. Thank you. Um, 
because they're literally pulling any moisture out of the planet that literally a whole lot of things need to survive. Yeah. Water's kind of important, yeah. I heard. It's yeah. like it's like one of those things that's like, yeah, no, fuck you colonialists that you right. came into my land and started fucking taking everything from us. I'm kind of on their side. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're I'm kind of pro Tuscan whoa, Raider. Yeah. Whoa, is this show trying to shove social justice warrior bullshit down my throat? <laughs> I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> At I this love rate. When people get mad about that stuff with Star Wars like it's it, it's always done that. Yeah. Just dumb and didn't see you it just before. gotta look those people in the eye and you just gotta go <laughs> and hope they don't eat you. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. But, but yeah, so they decide to help with the dragon. Yeah, as long yeah. as the people from the town also help because, like, we're not gonna do it by ourselves, we're not gonna have all of us get eaten by this thing. Right. I really dig that little planning session too, where they yes. have the little skeletal thing out and the little like acorns that's or whatever. Not the scale. That's not the scale. Like, uh, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Actually, actually, <laughs> it is. Because it can't be that big. And they're like, uh, yeah, it is. We've seen yeah. it a bunch of times. Although I will say the scale of this thing changes. I, it's kind of seemed like it way. did. Yeah. Yeah. I, it unless there's more than, than one, and I hope that it's like a situation where at the end of this season he goes back to that place and it's destroyed because they didn't. There was another one that they didn't. Danny was totally making off. that joke at one point. And she's like, and then another one's going to come out of the ground, and I was like, that would be so crazy. Uh, there's a part later on, very specifically, where it pops out of the top of the mountain. I was like, oh, there's a second one. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> they would have been totally screwed. Yeah. So. Uh, so they go back to the town. They have a big town hall meeting or whatever. The, right. the marshal's able to, has that power, I guess, to be like, guys, we, we need to settle this We up. need to do uh, this. Yeah, a town hall meeting and like a total dick. He's just like, look, I know that they're fucking awful, but we need to do this because it's smart for us to do this. And makes it like this big fucking deal. And somehow rallies all of them. Well, because one lady was like, I didn't think that there was really enough context for them to right. agree until that one lady's like, oh, think about the school. And I was like, all right. Okay. Yeah, I don't want your kids to get eaten by a giant. Yeah. Sandwich. Right. Right. Not but, that we saw any kids, but it's implied they're there. Yeah. Right. They should exactly. be, Maybe it's they should a nice be not seen or heard. But. Exactly. <laughs> Who do you think's in the mine, Dan? <laughs> That's that's just the what they that nicknamed fit. the mine is the school. You gotta oh. go to school today. <laughs> but but they they convince them. They do. And Once again, moves along pretty quickly. Yeah, they get cool the alien uh, shots of mm -hmm. them traveling. They load up a bunch of bombs on the Banthas. Right. So at this point, now remind you, they have gone once already to see this thing mm -hmm. to yes. see the layer of the apparent. Uh, abandoned sarlacc pit that it lives in most likely and they allude effectively to that this kraut dragon ate the sarlacc pit that ate boba fett right which i super love like yeah. just they, all the more that implication they or just the fact that it's a sarlacc pit so well they were like oh, it's, a, it's a sarlacc pit well sarlaccs don't abandon their pits and it's like well unless they're eaten right was, ah. i mean Right. There's no there's no concrete. Context, I just loved it because it was another problem. nail in the coffin of Boba Fett's officially dead. Yeah. Which is it's just I, I love that. I, it makes me so happy. Not <laughs> only is he not still alive in that Sarlacc pit, that Sarlacc pit has now been eaten by right. something else. Right. Exactly. So the only thing that survived was the Vesker armor. Clearly it pooped it out somewhere. Uh, right. And the Jawas found it because they're definitely going to dig through. Well, shit. it's like yeah. it's like a whale eating something. Right. Mm -hmm. It eats it. It digests it. And then it just like fucking spits the shit out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I really liked that idea. That was like, yes, Boba Fett is fucking dead. Can it's we about call time. The current dragon uh, monstro from now on, like, <laughs> from Pinocchio. I mean, it's fitting. Yeah, it works well. But they went the first time. They went with a Bantha to feed it to show them like what they've been doing. Mm -hmm. 
and it doesn't eat the bantha. <laughs> so good. I was like, that guy better run. And I was like, oh, he didn't run fast enough. He did yeah. not run fast enough. <laughs> and it ignores the bantha. Oh my yeah. God, that shot was so fucking scary with the mouth coming up out of the dark cave. Like, sharks yeah. are one of the, like, it, they terrify me. I hate sharks. Really? I respect sharks because they are perfectly evolved for their mm. for their environment. There's right. nothing more terrifying than things, big things deep down the water you can't see to me. Like, that's my one thing. Nope. I like I hate. But you're smart. You don't go to the ocean, so you never have to deal with a shark. Right. Yeah. Right. I I treat sharks like I treat bears and demons. They're really fucking cool, but I don't mess with them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There was a time uh, we were snorkeling at the Great Barrier Reef. Danny, I got to do that one time right after college, and we were out there for like 45 minutes, looking around, looking at the 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 coral and whatnot. And then we actually would do some scuba diving. We went down, like I don't know how far down we went pretty far um looking at the corals it was the one of the best experiences of my life we got back on the boat and we were like done with that for the time and danny was like hey just so you know i just wanted to tell you that i saw a shark while we were snorkeling before we went scuba diving down there but i didn't want to tell you because i knew you wouldn't go scuba diving if i said that and i was like yeah good call i would have been like take me back to land i'm not gonna go back in the water she's like i don't know what it was it didn't look that big but it was really far down and i was like Thank you so much for not telling me before because I would have shit my pants and been like, like I know yeah. better bait for him. Really. I know they're they're probably not going to do anything. Yeah. A lot of sharks yeah. are like bears; they're more scared of you than you are of them. Right? But you never. I don't know when it's going to be one of those. There's sharks not distinct. Like there are two bears here. There is the ones that are scared of you, and there are the ones that you don't fuck with in any way, shape, or form. You right. don't know the and, difference. And until- sharks are very. Very different, sure, because there's only two colors of bears. There's the black bears you can just run at and they'll mm-hmm. run away from you, and then grizzly bears who will fucking murder you, <laughs> yes. right? Um, right, but yeah, so sharks. So the fact that it was like this big sand shark thing coming up out of the water out of this huge dark cave and just ate this Tuscan mm-hmm. Raider, and I was like, okay, my heart's beating real fast. That was actually scary, yeah, <laughs> right, but it ignores the bantha. I, I think yeah. just for right. comedic purposes, there, I well, fun. I was wondering if they were establishing that for the. Well, I assume it's getting tired of Bantha, right? It's getting tired of Bantha. It's go- or it's going after the thing that it called, like the thing that called it out, right? Or maybe it was the movement set it off. Like the guy was running, so it was like, oh, there's something here. I'm going to yeah. eat it. Also, I assume this is not the first time they've left a Bantha up there and then run away. So right. I, I, I had to assume it was trying to illustrate that it's changing its taste. Right. Okay. Fair. So we get the scene sense. of them in a like a caravan line going to the whole going to the pit. Mm-hmm. With these banthas loaded up with bombs. Lots of bombs. Literally at this moment, I go, oh, they're just going to feed all these banthas to this dragon. Yeah, they're just going to boom. And blow it up from the inside. They're going to pull Agent K, go in and get his gun and blow it out from the inside. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. That was not what we got. Right. We lose a couple banthas. We might end up blowing up a lot more than we mean to. But it'll be dead. But it will be dead. And we won't have to worry about this anymore. And that is not the plan that they had apparently come up with. Yeah, Mando comes up with some convoluted plan. Let's bury these bombs a, feet, you know, a three convo- feet down. Because, he had to, because they believed that its weak point was on its stomach. Its magical weak point that if they hit it enough, will start flashing oh, orange right. and yeah, yellow. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's easier to hit there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Underbelly. <laughs> Which makes sense. Biologically. Uh, sure whatever i mean <laughs> but 
they have like I immediately was like, oh yeah, just like and maybe this thing isn't gonna go after the Banthas right away. Right? That was like right. my idea. You have literally a nuclear bomb worth of explosives on like eight of these fucking Bantha Ray bills that you're now going to blow up <laughs> this thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whatever. No. Yeah. I love the ballistas they had. Those look cool, but it was like, you're making this more complicated than it needs to be. And this is where I got angry because this plan is a wily coyote ropes and pulleys fucking system that is clearly not going to work. You have loaded up four of these fucking crossbow, you know, Bastilla's fucking uh, hooks, and you have now put the stake that it's attached to into the soft ground that this thing can move under. Right. And it's like three, like three Tuscan Rangers grab the rope of a ballista. So they, they lure the thing out and they shoot it with these ballista that yeah. are like tight. They have the ropes on them and then the, the Tuscan Rangers grab the ropes to try to pull it. And it's like, this thing is like 200 feet long. You're, what do you do? You're three right. dudes that weigh a collective 500 pounds. You're not going to do anything. And this is clearly Mando's idea. This yeah. was clearly While his he just idea. Stands back and watches. Which, I was like, is he gonna do anything? Right. Which, like, the whole point, <laughs> the whole point of this series, I think, is we're supposed to see the growth of him as like he's not a very skilled warrior and bounty hunter because he's still in that training. He's in basic training still. Mm -hmm. He's still making dumb ideas. Unfortunately, he is now getting a bunch of good people killed for like no reason. Yeah. Right. He's the Anthony Bourdain in a foxhole situation. He's not the guy Fieri screaming flavor town and throwing grenades at people. I think the, <laughs> <laughs> those dudes are red as everyone's firing these ballistas and blasters and rifles and stuff. And then there's just the one dude who keeps running up and throwing a grenade right. and running back to You're grab right. another one. I did really like that. I like that. Though it's a good image too. We do get a little context for that plan though. He says initially he comes out, he eats it, he leaves. We need to make sure that he stays out. We need to make him mad to charge. Mm -hmm. Yes, firing very super primitive ballistas at this thing and then having three Tuscan Raiders pull on it uh, right. to be enough to pull out something that's Which literally they, the size of three cities put together. Uh, probably not the best. I thought but, the ballistas were a good idea as a weapon to make it mad. Like, just yes. don't put the ropes on it. Just shoot them with these giant spears. Sure, that makes perfect sense. I don't sense. know if you've ever had like a needle or something in your face and then you try to pull it out, but pulling sure. it out hurts, especially if it's lodged in there and it's just like coming out a little. Do you think that's what they were trying up? to do with the ropes? Pull them back out, not hold it down? Because that I, I saw it as they were trying to like hold it in place and I was like, that's stupid. No, I think it was to you get think they it. were pulling them back out because they were like barbed correct that makes way more yep. sense okay, okay but fine but but why did you put... we need to piss it off so it will charge us why didn't they just put the bombs on the ballista like if you put a few of the bombs on the ballistas when it hits it explodes that'd be cool yeah but it wouldn't do anything looked awesome. it's not as weak spot but now. it would have made it mad although it doesn't make sense that the explosive would not crack the armor but that shitty ballista did I mean, they barely stuck in. I, I mean, true. Barely. But okay. But either way, even if you were like trying to keep it from if you were trying to pull it back out, why was your initial intent to put a, a wooden stake into the ground? Yeah, that's what that this off. thing can easily burrow under. Not only just burrow under the soft sand that this is, it then gets the high ground. It learned a fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi style move. Unstoppable. And then just comes up out of the the mountain and spits acid like a fucking rain shower over right. all of them. Yeah. It goes. What? It's a it's a D and D legendary encounter. It has three actions. It, bur <laughs> it burrowed. It fucking spit acid, and then it just starts Pathfinder. eating people. You don't get three actions. No in legendary actions you can do on player oh, turns. Dumb. Never mind. After player turns. So then Mando and Corncob finally get into it with their jetpacks. Yeah. He's like, we got to actually do something. Let's fly up there. They start shooting the thing in the face, which is mm -hmm. spitting acid. 
and even the disintegration rifle doesn't do anything. Yeah. I don't like I don't like I don't like Mondo's gun. It bothers me. I don't oh, know it why. It's so cool. I hate it. I love it's that really it's a shock long. prod and a rifle. I think that's yeah. why I hate it. Because it's two things or? Um, because it's a gun that also has a really stupid sword attached to it. <laughs> okay, fair. I mean, it's why I kind of don't like uh, Final Fantasy VIII because of the gun, <gasps> gun blade. You don't like gun blades? No, it's fucking stupid. But to try, it's it's a sword, but it shoots bullets too. <laughs> I love gun blades. Um, it's fucking stupid. But they, are it, they are kind of stupid, but they're cool. Like lightsabers. They don't make any sense, but they're cool. Yeah. To I me mean, that, that dude made one, though. Have you seen that? Video? So, yeah. yeah with, the, cool. with the backpack or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so they shoot it in the face. They shoot it in the face. It doesn't do anything because she says, keep shooting anyway. Mm-hmm. I thought they were trying to aim for the eye. I thought so. Too. Uh, yeah, I thought they were, too. I thought they, they were going to blind it. They were certainly missing a whole fucking lot. Right. So, um, yeah. At, at this point. People are getting spit on. Yeah. People are fucking just getting eaten. Others are, some are running away. Sure. But we're supposed to believe that this is an entire tribe of Tuscan Raiders and probably all of your good workers and warriors from the town that Mondo has now fucking gotten killed. At this point, there's been at least a dozen people. And what did he do? The typical cowboy strolling into town. He came up with a plan, then sat up on the cliff and was like, oh, well, fuck, this didn't work. You know, hindsight being 2020 here. He he was just like, well, fuck, that didn't work. I love how he kind of redeems himself, though, because I was like, he's he, until he finally got in the fight, I was like, what is he doing? But then they fly back down and they're like, OK, I got a plan, a new plan. There's one more Bantha with bombs strapped to it. He does the typical Boba Fett's weakness, hits him in the backpack. So he fl- the other guy flies off, which was a very nice little touch. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And it was probably the best shot in the whole episode where the dragon comes up through the sand and then eats Mando and the Bantha. Yep. Right, and it's just like really awesome this guy's a badass. He just stands there, and right? He literally Agent K's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets eaten so he can get the explosive. So good. I I do feel like the obvious way to handle this thing was to strap whatever it was going to eat filled with explosives. Sure. Um, but then the episode would have been over fifteen minutes early, and they right to they had to do something. So they're like, oh, well, let's do, let's have him do something stupid first, <laughs> right? <laughs> At Which this like, point, I was like. Wait, okay, so this looks really cool. That shot was so great of him getting eaten with the thing. I'm like, are we really supposed to believe that he's going to be inside this thing when the Bantha explodes and he's just going to be okay? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's got Vesker armor, but as we established, it doesn't cover all of him. I I mean, that gets underneath his neck. He's done. I did think that that was stupid at first until... When he does come out and he's tasing the whole fucking thing. I totally I was forgot like, it was a shock prod, too. All right. All right. So I, he just zapped it on the inside until it let, hit, let him fly out. Yep. And then it explodes. And I was like, okay, I'm okay with this now. Yeah. Which he's lucky that that thing didn't bite through the explosives. You know what I mean? That's what I. Th- it doesn't bite. It swallows. But has Much teeth. like your ex. It spits, too, though. <laughs> Acid. I fucking yeah, wish. Also. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. It still blows it the fuck up. Right, but the I see. I thought that was what we were gonna go with. It was gonna feed him one bantha. It was gonna bite it, explode. Doesn't work. So then they gotta throw a bunch of bantha ray bills at it. You know, like I thought those. Cool I thought those bastilles were going to be like bantha ray bill bantha launchers. launchers. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I'd watch that show for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but and more importantly, they had this whole idea of let's get it. We got to get it out more. We got to get it out more. And then they blow it up and it didn't even fucking work. Well, why didn't they just put the bombs fucking closer to the opening of the yeah, cave? Yeah, it was really stupid of them. And why underground? Yeah, why didn't they just put the bombs, just set them on the ground? 
Right. There, there were so many things that were like, why'd they do this? But that's, to me, those kind of things, I, if you look into that too much, it'll ruin the whole thing for you. The thing, you just have to no, accept no, no. that. I what think happens. it was really smart that they did that way because they're establishing that Mondo comes up with really stupid ideas <laughs> of ropes and pulley systems because he's just not educated. He doesn't have this killer instinct warrior work because he's a loner, right? And he's, he's learning. We see though. we see this in the first season when he has to go kill that thing to get the his ATST. Oh, the, uh, the mud no horn? to get the, right. Is he has this idea? He knows what he's gonna do, and it doesn't fucking work. It and it's the and ass. it's the child that has to bail him out. Fair. Same with the ATST later on. He comes up with these ideas. He is what he is. Wiley Coyote of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> he comes up with these ideas, and then the fucking Roadrunner just is like meep and like forgets about ruins it. ruins his plan. So, yeah. he so throw here's, a lot of bombs. And stuff. Here's why you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> so the Mando is in a leadership position trying to herd cats, and much like any good leader trying to herd cats he's trying to make a product that is good but the people that he's working with are stupid and they keep doing stupid stuff so he just kind of lets them go do their thing and then they mess up and then he's like well i'm here i guess I, I guess i'll just edit this so it's at least somewhat you know useful i mean and then <laughs> he saves the day because he's the greatest right i appreciate that you put me on a pedestal like that for Kapapa. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say you guys do stupid things all the time, but it's your characters. That is definitely what I meant. One hundred percent. There's no other context. No, it couldn't be anything else you're talking about. So there. I, so I get it. He's working with you know two diametrically opposed tribes, literally the Tuscan Raiders and and you know moisture farmers or whatever or miners. So yeah, they're gonna. Well, no, we gotta. Put these wooden stakes down. That'll stop it. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I but they were working together, and this was clearly his plan. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how many of them is die, as long as they die together. Right. But like friends. this is my whole ship was the, this was the, the whole, treasure the whole time. And this is the thing that pissed me off about it was like the whole thing was look, this thing's gonna get tired of eating manta ray bills and then it's gonna gonna come for the fucking children. And you went and got all of your good workers murdered. You just killed a tribe of Tuscan Raiders. Oh I don't think like what, maybe three or four Tuscan Raiders survived? It was hard to group? tell exactly. I, I think there was only know. about a dozen people total that got eaten. Yeah, it wasn't right. that. It was it was significant. Or spit on. You know what yeah, I mean? Like too. Yeah. Whatever. If more than three people die, it does not matter how many die until twenty. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's that's a fair number. X is greater than three, but less than twenty. Correct. One okay. to three is a tragedy. Anything between four and twenty is just like, and then some more died. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're absolutely right. Look at how they literally talk about any tragedy in history as yeah. far as death count. Pretty much. It, it, if there's more than three, they don't get. And, and you have to hit nine or more for it to be a massacre mm -hmm. for whatever reason. So, yep. um, but they blow it up. They blow it up. And then my favorite scene ever, they start harvesting the meat. So great. Immediately. Immediately. There's like, look, we all got a certain amount of working time. Let's go. Like, so I'm and curious it, what you guys thought of when the one guy picked up this sphere was kind of pearl colored. Yeah. Do you think that was like a pearl or was it like an egg? I wasn't sure what that was supposed to represent. It I, reminded me too much of the Mudhorn scene where he gets the egg for the Jawas or whatever. Right. And they just. Talking about Mando? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a piece of meat that he picked no, up. No, no. A Tuscan Raider holds up. Oh, like, oh, oh. So at oh. first I thought it was an egg, but then I was like, well, with sand, maybe it's supposed to be like a, a Kraut Dragon Pearl, which would be that. incredibly rare and probably super valuable. Yeah. So they were really excited to find one because it didn't look like something you would, or, or if it was an egg. 
I don't know. Or some relic of a lost age or something that had eaten at some point. It could be, yeah. Maybe a, a little right. more explanation there I would have liked. That's what it was, bud. What? Uh, the Sarlacc Pit ate Boba Fett. Sure. Because he's dead. The Kraut Dragon ate the Sarlacc Pit. Right. Right. That is Boba Fett. That or Mo- Like a mummified Boba Fett. In, that's in, like, a Boba Fett egg. That's him. It couldn't digest that uh, much vitriol from the internet. Sure. So it just coalesced into this pearl. Like is, Adam Warlock in Marvel where he comes from a cocoon. Is this a Boba Fett egg? It'll it's a, no, it's a not Boba a Boba Fett, Fett egg. It is, uh, it is literally just a... It's so like a Boba Fett calcified skeleton. rock. Yes. So Boba him. Fett skeleton is in there and it's just had that lacquer put sure. over and over and okay. over. Okay, sure. Sure, okay. absolutely. So now yeah, really valuable. Can, yeah, correct. <clears throat> I didn't... I. Um, I must have missed that part, but I was too distracted by Mondo for whatever reason, just loading up a piece of huge piece of, of meat. meat on the back of it, and the baby's just like fuck yeah, like, like, you know, nah, nah, nah. like I really liked that idea. I didn't know if that was like a specific thing. It's like oh, it's a pituitary gland. Where <laughs> yeah, right. Make steroids well, no. out of this. I wondered if they were trying to play more into the whale, like it's like a what the piece whale excrement. You know what I mean? They're like the that's either yeah, that's like really a rare thing. Yeah. Um. So I wondered if that's what it was supposed to be. Um. It's very possible, yeah. but. I just want to say what with, with the held up the pearl egg, whatever it was, though they were really excited because now that group are going to be the Tuscan traders. Because <laughs> they're going to sell it. Uh, Charlie had, uh, had to get that in. Had predicted that we were going to kick you off of this show for some reason, and and we found it. It's right there. Yeah, is that? Was I get one bad pun. You make eighteen an episode of every show. <laughs> Actually, I think that was pretty clever. Um, I, I, in I hindsight, like yeah, it. it's yeah, it's hilarious. Um, God damn. But but more importantly, um, another thing that pissed me off: scum and villainy, uh, an outlaw, if you will, stays by his word and gives gives Mondo the armor. I think this guy's shown he's not an outlaw. He's like the marshal of the town. He wants to keep these people. Yeah, safe. but it's a wild west, so he should be bad. He's a little bit of both. Yeah. Once again. Those those things that should have been long drawn out things uh-huh. they've kind of skipped by. He literally is just like, here's the armor. He just has it like packed up. Back. He's puts like, it listen, it's yeah. to keep this place safe. And if the raiders aren't going to bother us anymore, and we've already chased off the mining company, and we don't have to worry about the crowd dragon, there really isn't a huge reason to have that anymore. Win win win. So it works out. And what I was expecting to happen, because in traditional. Star Wars Disney bullshit. Mm-hmm. I was expecting Mando to be like, no, well, you needed to protect your people. No, and That's I love out of his character. I yeah. love so it. I'm really glad yeah. it didn't yes. go that way. Yes. And, and he, he was just like, yep, yep, that's mine. mine. Yep. Yep. One hundred percent. He's like, yep. Thank you. I'm um, gonna go uh, dispose of this properly, like I'm, like I should. Mm-hmm. So what do what, you? What's he gonna do with it? Is he gonna take it back to the the forge to the the smith? I, I forget no the name. My assumption. This is what I think he's going to. I think he's gonna go back. He's gonna do that, and he's going to prepare um, his child. So he's going to make a floating crib for the child made out of this armor. Can we? Ju- can he just make Mandalorian armor for the child? <laughs> just those little ears stick out, but he's got Mando armor on. Um, here's what's going to happen. That egg actually was Boba Fett. Uh-huh. Um, so Boba Fett is going to hatch. <gasps> Maybe Boba Fett. And going so to be cute. incredibly naked. And he's going to need some really shitty armor. So sure. Boba, baby Boba Fett is going to fly through space looking for the Mandalorian oh, to get some. Um, That's fair. Get his That's armor. fair. I actually, I like the idea that he has the armor. Like, I, I kind of hope that at some point he does put it on. I don't. Uh, number for a lot of reasons. I hope he puts it on. And he goes, "This is fucking garbage," and then takes it off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's almost it can't be as good as his. It's almost too tongue in cheek. Like it's almost like sure. too lighthearted. Right. I want it to really piss off Star Wars fans. Uh-huh. I right. want it to just like 
it accidentally gets blown out like the shit shoot or something like right it just kind of gets lost in the something sun. happens to it but then we have charlie's favorite scene of the <sighs> yeah. episode as mando's zipping across the dunes we see a mysterious figure with, just loaded up with weapons and a cloak and he turns around and it's jar jar binks <laughs> and it's i wish it was jar jar if binks. you so danny well, i watched this with danny she had no idea who this was she's like okay okay so, who was so i didn't either until the group chat. So I already knew this was going to happen because it was fucking spoiled for me. Shout I out to Ben. Yeah, thanks, Ben. But, Fuck not, off. but not Ben Relaford. Just no, not Ben Relaford. He's a cool dude. Yeah. So a he's not going to listen to this anyway. Ben. The other Ben. Yeah. Um, yeah, he doesn't support our shows. So I yeah. would have been like, oh my God, what? I would have freaked out in this moment, but I already knew it was going to happen. So Daniel was like, okay, so she's like, pardon my ignorance. Who is this? And I said, that's fucking Boba Fett. What? indicated that it was Boba Fett that I missed. He came out of the, the actor. <laughs> so it's the same actor that played Django Fett. I forget his name. I did not realize that looking at him. So how I mean, he's also aged quite a bit dude? because okay. And this is know, my, he was this Django is Fett 20 years ago. This is what pisses me off about this, the timeline. Mm-hmm. Let's say, okay, let's say that, um, Boba Fett survives at one. Aren't like Mandalorians supposed to kill themselves if they lose their armor? Isn't that like a huge, they aren't they supposed Sudoku, to? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Sudoku. They had to Sudoku themselves. Um, you know, line up all the blocks and everything. Yeah. Um, like I thought that was like a big thing. Like, it, cause in episode one or in season one, when Mando's like, no human can see my face or it's, I have to kill myself or whatever it is that he bitches about. And IG-88 it's like, well, I'm not a human. I'm a robot. So I can see your face. And they ruin that. Like, I would have loved to have never seen M- Mando's face. We saw I, his face? I yes. forgot about that. Briefly, yeah. yeah. When we learned his name. Okay. Oh, right. So I just looked it up. The actor's name is Tamir, Tamira Morrison. Okay. Um, he's a New Zealander. So okay. Has a but I didn't even bald. recognize him. Because like he has a scar on his face and he's bald. Yeah. Right. So I didn't even recognize it. Also, he looked bleach white to me, yeah. which like I didn't see that. Well, because he just came out of the bleach white egg. <laughs> That's why he's bald too. He just had the sun hair was yet, setting. It's hard to tell. But like, right. Yeah. So you have to know to, to know who that was. You have to have a little bit of outs, kind of right. outside knowledge, or just if you would watched episode two recently and saw Django Fett, the actor sure. twenty years younger and everything. But, but also, didn't they say that like the clones were not that. Um, well, Boba Fett was specifically an unaltered clone. So sure. He aged, this, uh, he aged normally for a human or a Mandalorian, sure. I guess. Okay, fine. So the clones very specifically turned into the Mandalorians? No. No. The, the clones were cloned from a Mandalorian, Jango Fett. Okay. Who sold right. his, like, basically his DNA to okay. the... And then they the rapid Caminos. grew them. Gotcha. Yeah, all the other clones age quickly. It's why Rex is actually in episode six... Mm-hmm. And he's like an old dude. Like right. he would he was only like 20 years old, mm-hmm. but gotcha. he looks 50 something. Cause he's got a big white beard. So how old would that put Boba Fett at this point? Well, that's my thing. I don't think this is, I think that's the red herring. I think it's too obvious and would make too many people happy or piss off more people. Cause now it's Boba Fett without his armor. So he had to be, so it had to be a different clone. Right. Or a natural son. Maybe <clears throat> could have been Boba a, Fett's son. Yeah. Or is that too? Could be, but I think he's too young. He's too. He would be too old to be Boba Fett's son, right? And that's the problem with these timelines. They're getting too muddied up, and it's too hard to tell in the timeline of things 
where how old people should be, right? Because we know this takes. I think <clears throat> it's five years after the destruction of the second Death Star. I think I read somewhere somewhere along there, but we don't know how much time has happened necessarily between when Mandalorian actually picks up and cause like the empire still around, but it's not really, but then we have like the new order and they come in and like, they're essentially, you know what I mean? Like, uh, this is between six and seven. Do you think that we yeah. will get, um, later seasons of this show establishing the start of the new order? I wouldn't. I don't want it on this show, but I'd like something to explain that to any degree. Yeah. I think. I think we, we will really see it in that. the last season. The last season that this show is going to be on will be like the last two episodes will be the start of the new order, like Darth Maul at the end of Solo. Right. I can see something like that because we know that the like remnants of the Empire kind of morphed into the First Order and it became like a new organization, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the Empire. So like I don't mind if we get a little bit of that sh- of that in this show, but I yeah. wanted to focus on like the outer rim and the the scum and villainy stuff, not the political stuff. If we if we could do that in another show, that's totally fine. I'd be okay with that. More, I think the more shows, uh, if they can keep this quality up, the better. Yeah, right. But no, let's fucking bring back a character that I was so happy had finally died. Like let him be dead. Why do we have to fucking cater to these shit lord? fucking fans about bringing back Boba Fett and then don't even put him in this fucking armor. He's like Ronin style fucking whatever. See, I think that's super cool. I, I love Boba I, Fett. I, I know Boba Fett is he's there and he's two seconds in the movie. His look is amazing. He's got that attitude with his three whole lines, but I've always really liked Boba Fett just because he's 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 kind of cool. He's just a cool dude. He's a cool. Du- sure. He's a cool fucking dude. But why can't why can't Mando be this this incarnation, this generation's Boba Fett instead. We don't need him. Mando is awesome. Right. Yeah, um, Mando is awesome. So I, I I also hope it is red herring. I hope that's where it's going. I wonder if it's maybe um Cody. Is it Cody from Cody died? Rex? I thought Cody was still alive. I don't was, know. From was, the Clone Wars. Cody okay. was a clone that was uh Obi-Wan's general. Right. Okay. Commander Cody. I thought he was still in it. Um I don't remember though. Uh, I'm pretty sure he died in episode three. Okay. But I'm not positive. Um, and then there's a possibility I'm cause I was talking, uh, not really friend of the show, Jordan, uh, work my podcast, who is a huge star Wars fan. Cause he asked me after I had, um, said some things, uh, uh heated about, about this, um, show. Um, he was like, I don't think it's Boba Fett either. And I was like, yeah, I could see that. Um, I think it's a red herring. I think it's too obvious. I think it's somebody so it else. Um, and he was like, well, it could be because one of those characters from that era that like uh, Clone Wars era has been cast in this show. And talk to yourself while I look it up who it was. I know Ahsoka is going to be in the show. I think it was Ahsoka. Uh, maybe you're talking about. I think it was Ahsoka. Yes. It's um, um, persons whose name I always forget. Uh, Camille and Johnny. No. Because uh, I did a, a vlog about it and forgot her name, and you got mad. I could picture her face. Rosario Dawson. Yes. Oh, right, right, really? Yeah, Rosario Dawson so- is playing Ahsoka. Ah, oh, shit. I might actually have to like Ahsoka. Which was one of those things that was like, I think that's really good casting. A lot of people are upset that the voice actor for Ahsoka, the only person that's ever played her before, yeah, it's didn't even get like interviewed for uh-huh. or anything but a lot of people are upset about that and Rosario the, Dawson's she was classy hot, though, about those so. she was just kind of like well you know I'm not in charge of these things I would love to have had a chance to play the character I've been playing for years but that's not the way they wanted to go with it and okay that's fine I guess is that who like they 
the Sasha Banks character is supposed to be? Who's Ooh. Sasha Banks? Um, the girl with, um, we see her in the trailer and she's standing there and she looks like a Seth, um, like a Seth person. She's in a cloak and she has purple hair. I don't know. I missed that. Oh, she's a professional wrestler and it was like a really big deal that she got casted in this because oh. she was handpicked by John Favreau. Oh, I have no idea. You're not talking about the girl from season one? No, no, this is season two. She's in the trailer and everybody lost their mind because she kind of looks, she's in like black robes and she has a hood and she's like, it looks like maybe they're on a dock or something. And she's huh. like just standing there watching Mando walk. Oh, I didn't watch, watch the trailer. trailer. I, I, yeah. I kind of watched it, but it was like, I'm already so pumped for this show. I don't need the trailer. Right. So I, I kind of watched it, but didn't play close enough attention. Apparently I have to watch it again to see what you're talking about there. But. It was a good episode overall. I actually, so the thing is like, I still loved loved it. It It was really good. It's everything that I love about star Wars. You know what I mean? The show just fires on all cylinders all the time. And I'm okay with this idea that Mando is really bad at coming up with ideas when it involves other people and gets a ton of good people killed for no reason. (laughs) If they just keep, if he eventually learns and grows from it, right? Sure, right? I don't want this to be the shit. Because like you had said, it was like, oh, because he's a fucking badass, actually. And then he... No, I like this idea that people need to start getting pissed that things that he does are not good ideas and he has to improvise and then gets fucking good people killed. They lost that. I hope he goes back and that entire town is destroyed. I, I'm realizing now, and I, I've been staring at it like literally the entire time we've been recording, mm-hmm. that you have a Boba Fat tattoo on your, on your thing. And I was like, I, I kind of pegged a... Uh, Peg Charlie is someone that would really like Boba Fett. I wonder why he hates him so much. Oh, he doesn't, obviously. But I, here's the thing: I don't. It's like everything else. It's <laughs> Deadpool, Deadpool, and Boba Fett are the same thing for me. Yeah. Here's why: Fair. it's not so much I don't like the character. I hate the fucking fan base around them. I mean, I absolutely so fair for cannot. Star Wars in general, <laughs> right? I, and especially those old crust lord fucking shitheads. Star uh, Wars um, has the worst fan base. Oh, Doctor Who fans. Star Sorry. Star Trek fans, if you really want to, really want. Well, I just die. mean like Star Wars fans ruin people's careers. And Absolutely, lives. Every they more often than not, not, not to the point that Star Wars does. I they more think. often than not will go they, into group chats and then just spoil everything about the thing before you watch it. There's so. that too. Um, no, I, I like because in in nerd culture, unfortunately, it's it's way too common that you piss off a couple nerds on their on their choice property mm-hmm. and they will run every single fucking. POC woman, Absolutely. anyone out of that fucking yep. industry hard. Yep. I, I, uh, Star Wars has certainly done it a lot, Absolutely. especially with the more recent trilogy, mm-hmm. but it's unfortunately way too ever present in yes. anything that can be even related to neck beardness. Unfortunately. Sure. Absolutely. Because all of us with beards, a bad name. Yeah. All of us nerds with beards, a bad name, yes. which is all of us here. Well, I mean, we all have well birds grown. Nerds beards. with beards or birds? Yeah. Yeah. Birds. Oh. Because real birds don't exist anymore. They're yeah. from the. Oh right, they're area. all robots. Yeah, yeah. cameras. Yep. <laughs> but I actually, I actually really did love this, and I'm really excited to see next Friday or this Friday. I hate serialized shows. I hate shows where the plot is new every week. You roll into a new town. What's the problem? We fix right. it. Then it's over. I that Power Ranger is, theme of Monster of the Week. Right. Power Ranger, Avatar, uh, this, lots of other things like that. I think this one does a good job of of, I, of having that kind of storyline with a, a flow of other things. There happening. is still an overarching story of he needs to get this child back to where it belongs, and he's going to have to go on a bunch of side quests to get the information. Right. And it's so short, like it's so focused. Like season one was only eight episodes. I believe season two is also only eight episodes. Like you're not going to have 
you, you don't have fluff episodes with nothing with right. the, that are there for no reason. You're not going to have flashback episodes in the last season because there, it's a focused story. Right. That, but, yeah, it's broken down into hour long segments. But I think I, I don't mind that kind of storytelling. I Yeah. So I, I generally don't prefer it. But like I've said, there are certainly instances in which you can do it correctly. And this is certainly one of them. Absolutely. But if you enjoyed that, check out all of the other shows here on the Professional Casual Network. Uh, Grim Podcast of Paris Adventure, a Warhammer 4th Edition fantasy role-play, actual play. Also, uh, Lost Omens, hopefully coming down the pipe soon. If you want an early sneak peek at that, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash professional casual, where you can find all sorts of bonus one-shots, bonus episodes, vlogs, um, videos for, uh, for shows as well um, that don't have videos released regularly. There's honestly... Just so much shit there on the Patreon uh, coming out, pumping out. Wednesdays are, my phone blows up on Wednesdays when you drop nine things. Right. Yeah. We should probably say that Lost Omens is a Pathfinder second edition actual play. Right. A very mainstream system that's really uh, nice and incorporating to all uh, people and not all that crunchy in comparison to fifth edition. (laughs) Um, This is why I'm not invited on the show anymore. He's like, he's like, you stay in Elite Showdown in this corner and you don't fucking come out. You stay where you belong. I got to deal with this shit over there. I don't got to deal with it on here. <laughs> but we have a couple other shows, The Space Between, where we go over comic stuff. Obviously, you're listening to that <laughs> this right now. Check out last season where we did The Boys Season 2. I think a fantastic fucking show. Of all of our deep dives, I think the mainly because I was on it, um, The Boys was, but realistically, The Boys with Ben of the Carton Cash, shout out to uh, to medium sized Ben, is just so fucking good. Ben yeah. Relaford is nothing if not an asset. Yeah, he an incredible yeah, he did. He, he's a good dude. He's yeah. a, he he fucking he brought the heat. Yeah, yeah. So I I wished he he didn't he doesn't he's not into the Mandalorian. He's not a Star Wars guy. Star Wars on this, yeah. But um, but yeah, check out everything else. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Top Tier Casual on Instagram at The Professional Casual. Mm-hmm. Also, the Twitch Twitch.tv slash Professional Casual Network, where every Monday at seven PM we stream Marvel Crisis Protocol, a Marvel's themed uh, miniatures war game. Mm-hmm. Um, super awesome. Check out all the other stuff there. We do a bunch Love of it. shit. There's stuff everywhere. You can follow us on Facebook. That's yeah. actually the best place to get us. That's where we drop the most videos. Follow us on TikTok. Listen, we're everywhere. We're literally we're coming everywhere. for you. And of course, check out my show, Elite oh. 8 Showdown, uh, where we pick a topic uh, literally about anything. We create an eight bracket system to duke it out and we crown a winner. Uh, we just did worst comic book characters, um, which will be coming boy. up. But check out this week's episode. Oh, this week's episode which is, is best cult classic PlayStation One game. Ooh, I yes, listen to that. One. It was it was heated. It was really it was really heated, and we actually stayed on topic almost the entire time. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. a feat. Yes, um, <laughs> but definitely check it out. Especially uh, check it out in about a month when you get all the references that we just made in this episode yeah, right. to Dan. Yeah, um, it's gonna uh, be really good. All the hindsight lad fans out there. Yeah. Um, make sure I gotta to tune shout in. out the flagship show. Of the professional casual network, Big Fiction Energy, that was alluded to. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, it was our audio drama podcast that just wrapped up the first book. It was uh, Lainey the Girl Without Fear, a fantasy, uh, YA, a young adult fantasy novel. You can see the character Tim was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling that author is just going to start pumping out those books. So we just got more big fiction energy. The to good happen. thing, the good thing about this network is that we all just have so much free time. <laughs> we can really focus on things that that drive us and make us happy personally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But have a great one, everyone. We'll see you next week for episode two 
or chapter 10 whoop, whoop. of The Mandalorian. Yeah, buddy. Thanks so much for listening. Why don't you go and check out all the other great shows that the Professional Casual Network has to offer, including season one of The Space Between Presents I Saw a Tiger, which follows the Netflix smash series Tiger King and details the acid-washed antics of Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, Jeff Lowe, as well as others. This season, we're taking a deep, dark dive into the four-part Netflix docuseries Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. Big Fiction Energy is our audio drama pod in which Tim, Danny, and myself tell the story of Lainey, the Girl Without Fear, a fantasy novel by Dan. A grim podcast of perilous adventure is the Professional Casual Network's Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay Actual Play podcast. We're playing through The Enemy Within, which is widely considered one of the best campaigns of any RPG. Join Dan as the GM as Danny, Tim, Alexander P. Nelson, and JB try to survive the perils of the old world. And if you needed more deep dives, also check out The Space Between, which is a discussion and review of the best games, comics, and nerd movies of today and yesteryear. We also have Elite Eight Showdown with high-octane host Big Chuck and his research team. Join him while he financially ruins his partner Tim and completes an eight-team tournament bracket that could be about anything and everything. Lastly, we have Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, a totally real, totally fake advice show where we take questions and topics from you, our listeners, and do our best not to completely ruin your lives. Danny, where could people follow us or ask us questions for Professionally Asked, Casually Answered? I'm so glad you asked that, Tim. You can go ahead and email us questions. Our email address is theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Instagram at theprofessionalcasual. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash professionalcasual. Twitter, we're at top tier casual. Our website is theprofessionalcasual.com. On Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash professionalcasual. And you can also check out Lindsay's Instagram at lindsayfphotography, where you can check out all of her great photos of abandoned places and events. What are some other things that people could find on our Patreon, Danny? They can find Sarah's doodles. They can find different vlogs. They can find lots of polls. I know Big Chuck's got a ton of stuff up there. It's all just a wild time. Extra bonus content, all of those things. 